Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast, sponsored by Keltec. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. So I have a couple, I have a whole handful. First off, there was a Florida man who tried to sick his pit bull on police, and then the pit bull attacked the Florida man. Didn't actually work. You're doing that. You're not a good dog owner. It was Palm Beach Post who said that it was in South Riviera Beach. Uh, it was a reported burglary. Cops arrived to, and they observed the guy matching the description of the suspect. He was carrying hair products. And they ordered the guy to lay on the ground. He did so while hugging his dog. He told officers, quote, y'all going to have to kill us before getting up and trying to run away. They fired a stun gun, temporarily knocking him back to the ground. He got up again, and as officers pursued, he released the dog from its leash and yelled, quote, kill him, boy, kill him, and pointed at the officers. And the dog, because it has morals, just literally took a, I think it about ripped a butt cheek off, and then it bit his head. He was uh, taken to St. Mary's Medical Center. I hope, yeah, it's a very good boy. He's a good boy. I hope that they, I, I don't know what happened to the dog, but uh, nothing better have happened to that dog. Right. You don't want me finding out right now after just losing Rocco that something happened to that dog because it's not going to be nice. It's going to turn into John Wick. So there you go. Oh, by the way, um, speaking of dogs, the Snoop Dogg bobblehead statue, the Cantina Laredo, it was returned. Oh. To, it was a $2,500, no, sorry, $1,250 bobblehead. Uh, it was returned by the to the cash register. It was like a special collectible. I cannot believe this dude stole this thing and then got arrested for it. And because of the price, it's like, you know, he's, it's a felony. It's grand theft. Oh, my gosh. That Can you imagine? What are you in for? I stole a bobblehead. It's grand theft. Yeah, stole a bobblehead. That guy, he can really pick him. A uh, Florida man... Purchased a Porsche 911 Turbo with a homemade check. Wow. So Casey William Kelly, he's got three first names, made a false check. He literally made it up at home, apparently, to purchase a $140,000 Porsche 911 Turbo. Uh, he's been charged with grand theft of a motor vehicle and, and uttering a false banknote. That's a, apparently a charge per Walton County Sheriff's Office. He used his home computer and printer and to copy and print a convincing-looking cashier's check. Who accepted this? And they, they had no idea. The place in Dustin apparently had no idea. And he had the keys and title and he drove off. And then they learned it was no good. And so they contacted Okaloosa Sheriff's Office. They found him. Oh, my gosh. Like, you couldn't really. I think y'all are going to be, like, reviewing your standards for accepting cashier's checks after that. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store. All right, as we move, I just want to go to the range and blow some holes through stuff. Get my sub 2K. Uh, I need the Gen 3 now. I don't have the Gen 3, but I, I need the Gen 3. The Sub 2K is a gun origami. The whole thing twists. It's a 9mm carbine. It's awesome. It, it's so innovative. I think George Kelgren's like a mad in a good way scientist. He's like one of the nicest people I've ever met. He just smiles. He's all very friendly. And he, he you know, doesn't, he's a man of few words, but he's super smart. He uh, redesigned this. You got the Gen 3. And in the old Sub 2K, you would have to take your optics off the top. You could still fold the whole thing in half, which is awesome. Uh, but you would have to take your stuff off. With the Gen 3, the whole thing, simple twist and fold motion. There's this patent pending rotating end. You can twist it in either direction. It folds the whole thing right in half with optics and all. It's awesome. Uh, and it easily deploys it just as smoothly. Uh, and they've also upgraded the aluminum trigger. They redesigned the trigger mechanics. You got a light and five-pound pull. Uh, upgraded action. They got a new chamber indicator. 
Uh, this is it's awesome. It's Caltech Made in America, family-owned values at its best. And we need more companies like Caltech. And I need I need a sub two K Gen three. To learn more about the sub two K Gen three, visit Keltechweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Tell them Dana sent you. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At US Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Friday, I don't know if you followed the story. Lorraine has a great piece that just ran up at Substack on chapter and verse, uh, my Substack that you can go and look at. So I was noting that uh, in the 26th congressional district in Texas, I don't really get involved in a lot of the like Senate or congressional primaries and all that other stuff because there's so much happening. And I I always feel like it's the candidate's responsibility to it's the candidate that that has to persuade people to vote for them. It's nobody else's job to do that. I mean, good grief. I always think that candidates who require other people to persuade people to vote for them, they're already outsourcing their job. And we have too many people like that in D.C. But one of the things that I noticed with us is that in this primary, and it's kind of a crowded primary, and you've got, and I don't want to, I, I, you know, there, I, I have a lot of friends that are involved in this. Uh, and I don't want to, you know, name names, but I'll say like the top three contenders is like the mayor of my town, uh, a guy who uh, is the son of a, a Texas legacy candidate, and then another guy who is the son-in-law of a commentator. And one of the guys is, is you know, older and is kind of moderate, you know, and he's, he, I just don't think of, uh, you know, conservative ideals the way that we need to return to them with, with the, the older guy. And the other guy literally just moved in from New York and has literally never worked a day in the in the private sector and lived in the Trump Tower and has his father-in-law that's literally buying the seat for him. None of this stuff is exaggerated. I mean, that's what it is. When you create a PAC and you fund it exclusively and you're buying Republican dinners and all this other stuff, I mean, that's just – it's some of the dirtier politics I've seen. But it's also antithetical to the conservative spirit that uh, really fuels the movement that created the Tea Party that I helped co-found back in 2008, 2009, and also led the way to Trump taking the White House and all this other stuff, uh, tax cuts, et cetera, et cetera. It's antithetical to the spirit of that movement because we don't believe in political aristocracy and we don't believe, i.e., we haven't fought in the streets for as long as we have against the old establishment for New York people to make themselves the new establishment. And so... There's, you know, there was a contingent from New York that was trying to, you know, get involved and going after some people in that 26th district for speaking out. And, uh, that made me angry because I don't like to see people try to big time in a district. I just, I really it just rubs me the wrong way. And, um, one of those guys worked with George Santos, right? He was like his right hand guy. 
And um, he got real nasty about it. And we exchanged some barbs on social media because George Santos had made this cameo where he was reading this like discredited ridiculousness uh, and accusing, you know, the mayor of my town, John Huffman, of doing all of these egregious offenses, none of which were true. And um, so then I got a hold of George Santos and I'm like, well, who paid for this cameo? Because, you know, I would hope that they would have, you know, you know, would have at least disclosed that, you know, it's probably for a campaign or were you just, you know, used as a a stooge for it? I'm just curious. Anyway, long story short, uh, after some back and forth barbs and all of this stuff, uh, Santos came to dinner on Friday. Now, I've 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 never met him before. I had no idea, but I wanted him to meet the guy that he was that he did the video after and he apologized to him. Uh, at the dinner, he was like, I didn't even know who I was making this for. It was anonymous. I'm not on Cameo, so I don't know how. Sometimes I'm like, is it really anonymous, though? But he apologized, you know, profusely to Huffman and said that he was, you know, sorry that he just, you know, he he just gets stuff all the time and he just reads whatever script is put in front of him. And he didn't know that it, you know, had caused such a problem because he, you know, was going after like the legitimate, you know, conservative candidate in the primary and uh, it was, you know, it was a, it, they basically made up, long story short, they, although Huffman didn't really have a problem with them, they they made up and, and Santos apologized and, and, you know, and I told him, I'm like, you know, it's one thing to have an opinion in politics, but to get involved in an area that you've never even been to and, and, and that, you know, you don't even know the people involved. Um, at some point you can say to a, to an extent that I was just reading a script, but then, you know, at, on the other end, you have to assume the consequence that goes along with just reading a script. And so, you know, he agreed on that. But um, so we we uh, parted an agreement, but he did apologize profusely and was very nice about it and uh, realized the error of, of uh, what he had done. So that ended that ended nicely because most stuff in primaries don't primaries can get super, which I've never understood because I'm like, are, are people not always on the same side? And I also too think that it should be the most conservative person who is electable, who can win in that particular race. And I just think that people who've never worked in the private ser- in the private sector and have had literally everything provided to them, including political action committees and everything else, I just don't think that those people are the best fit to represent hardworking American taxpayers who are working in the private sector and deserve to have someone with a work ethic that reflects theirs. And that's just, you know, this is kind of where I stand on it. So for the people who are asking, you know, what happened? Lorraine's got a great piece where she wrote a little bit more about it over at Substack. So you should definitely check it out because it has some photos up there, up there as well of all of us together. Look at that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cartels are exploiting Indian reservations to get into America, and our federal government can't be bothered to stop it. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah Carter from The Sarah Carter Show. I just got back from two trips to our southern border, and I want to take you inside a huge hotspot where thousands of migrants are coming into America every day. I was with a member of the National Border Patrol Council when the Border Patrol nabbed multiple illegal migrants who are breaking U.S. law, and I have the exclusive audio. For all this and more, subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show on your favorite podcast app. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five. 
Canada has halted their controversial assisted suicide program for mentally ill people due to lack of doctors willing to participate. They offer euthanasia to terminally and chronically ill people. They were going to extend the program to those with mental illnesses, but it's divided Canadians, according to the New York Times. Some say it's due to a lack of adequate psychiatric care, uh, etc. And it's just, there's a lot of, it's sad. It is sad. But the fact that there aren't enough doctors willing to participate, though, gives me a little bit of hope. So it's just, it, the whole thing is sad. Uh, another dead whale on the beaches in, in Maryland. So this is apparently, this has been happening like quite a bit. Uh, 37 humpback whales were discovered dead last year. It was the highest number ever recorded, according to federal data. They said that uh, the definitive cause they weren't able to determine during the examination, and they're uh, looking for, they said they, they sent the samples that they shipped out for diagnostic analysis. And they discovered another humpback just a few days ago, or actually January 16th of last month beached in the exact same location in NPS National Park Services. There was no obvious signs as to the cause of death. So some people are wondering if windmills, the offshore windmills, some of them are wondering that. Do you think it could actually, that could actually be a thing? What, that kills the whales? Yeah. I think it's the actual, they had to do the survey of that seafloor. And in order to do that, they have to use high frequency sounds. And I think that there's a lot of that that has to do with what we're seeing with these whales washing up on shore. Golly, this is sad. San Mateo County becomes the first in the U.S. to declare loneliness as a health emergency. It's because we're so tech, where everybody's like so digital. They got to go out and touch grass every now and then. They had a unanimous vote uh, in San Mateo County in California by their board of supervisors to become the first county to recognize loneliness as a public health emergency. And that was their, their their supervisor says, quote, we have 45% of the people who find themselves lonely, suffer from loneliness. What do you, So what are you going to do? If you say it's a health issue, what are you going to do? Like, what's your response to it? Stand next to them? Yeah. Are you going to like going to go to people's houses? Like what? I don't, it's like, I can't stand like these, you know, do nothing, do gutter, you know, here's my virtue signal. And they shine it at like a spotlight into the sky, a la Batman. I just, I don't get the point. What was the point of it? Uh, for those people still buying Girl Scout cookies, I know that there was the whole thing with Planned Parenthood and all of that some years ago. I haven't had any since then. Uh, they apparently are going to be more expensive than they ever were before. Inflation hits everything. So it's like, what, half a box of the Lemonades cookies is like $6. I don't even know what those cookies are. Because the only ones that mean anything are thin mints and everything else is trash. So the one that has on one side like a lemony icing and, and it's a lemon cookie? And it's got that logo stamped on it. Thin mints are the only ones that count. Those are good, too. Yeah. By the way, you can get thin mint-tasting chocolate-covered almonds at Costco in a giant plastic jug. I'm not telling you how I know this or how many of them I eat, which I'm not saying I do. But they taste just like it. And it's an almond, so I tell myself it's healthier. And there's more protein involved. Tastes just like a giant jug. Like, you could fit your head in the jug. It's that big. I'm not going to tell you how many I go through, but they're really delicious, maybe. Uh, let's see. An Italian court ordered Getty Images to remove photos of Michelangelo's David. I Okay, I'm for this, because Getty itself is so litigious. I am all for them putting a boot up Getty's butt. I'm all for it. So they said that uh, their Italian operation is facing a lawsuit before the Tribunal of Florence regarding their content depicting Mike, Michelangelo's David. They said they temporarily removed it from their local Italian websites, but they're convinced that the legitima- legitimacy of the conduct and are in- unconvinced and they're going to contest it. So they said that it's basically an, an infringement. You can't, you know, they they have to, you have to have proper appropriation. 
uh, and it has to include the following words. And we're protecting, they said they're protecting the cultural and heritage memory. I'm all for whatever Florence wants to do because Getty will literally sue you if you so much as wink at one of their photos. So, um, all right. Now, speaking of law and order in New York, do you guys remember when Eric Adams was talking about that robot? Do you remember that little police bot that looked like that? Gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. From Doctor Who, the little trash can with the toilet plunger. The Dalek. Yeah. So they had these robot security cops, right? And they're, they were these weird looking Wally type things. I don't know. And it said NYPD on it. And it was basically a security camera. And I think it could talk to you in its little robot voice. And they unveiled a whole fleet of them. Remember, they spent a lot of money on this. And it was going to be, they, they put these NYPD bots in the transit system, in the subway system. And now they, and, and Eric Adams gave this big speech where he said that they're, these things are, are part of the fabric of our future and all that stuff. And, uh, they put, they had, uh, uh, he, he did a, uh, a photo op with it. Can we stop doing the heart thing? Cause I'm so tired of this where they do this because he did a photo where he did it with the robot, like, but he only had one part of it, so it looked dumb. But uh, now they're no longer being deployed. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not using them anymore. Hmm. Money well spent. I love this. It says it's unclear whether the AI program was considered a success. What? But everyone talked about these things. Like crime has risen in virtually every category in New York, even after these things were deployed. Now, they leased these, what they called fully autonomous bots, for six months. For I think, it's, was it 12500 per bot? Um, that's a good question. I feel like it was more than that. It, they called it a K5 device. And it had the NYPD colors and all of this stuff. And it can move at a, an astonishing speed of three miles per hour. What? Mm. And they said the, that the robot... $12,500 robot can capture video footage, but not audio. And members of the public could press a button to report an emergency or ask questions. So in 2015, one of the robots knocked a baby to the ground and ran over its feet. Then there was in D.C. when another one of these robots yeeted itself into the fountain in a sad attempt at suicide. And uh, yeah, it rolled itself. I love how it was described as the K5 model rolled itself fatally into a fountain. There was some of the MTA employees said they told the New York Post, we don't think they're working. They were saying, we don't think that they're actually working. They're just kind of sitting there. 400 pound egg shape thing. They they go one one MTA worker said, I think it's just to scare people. It didn't do a damn thing. That's what she said. That's what she told New York Post. It's so funny. They're like, we need police, not robots. And it worked 18 hour shifts. And then it had to go, I guess, get charged or something like that. And uh, it just, I'm actually surprised they weren't graffitied. I will say, I, you know, I was, I was wondering whether or not that was going to happen. But think about this. They're leasing them for 12500 per month. And I'm assuming that's like one bot. Why would you lease a bot that can't even record audio? If somebody fell on the tracks, it can't do anything. It's not armed. It can't do nothing. You could, for that amount, you could have two officers there or one really well paid, really well trained security guy at the busiest transit stops. Why? Do you see what I'm saying? Why? 
That is so dumb. You could have two well-trained dudes and that would be a nice salary. What in the world? I mean, like not like trained like NYPD trained. Like you could have like spec op dudes there. If it's that worrisome, if you can spend $12,500 for a stupid robot to 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 patrol one transit system, then you can one stop, then surely you could have like an actual person who can carry a gun and can save people if they fall on the tracks, right? That little bot can't do anything. Golly. Yeah, they people have said that it was a waste of taxpayer money. You think? Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Why are so few singers protesting Hamas? Five for Fighting's John Andrasik has an answer. Talk to some managers and folks, and, and I have, and you know, there's certain iconic artists that in other times would be writing these songs. I'm like, where are they? And they'd say, well, you know, they're scared. They're scared for their families. They're scared that their concerts will be protested. But those are the same arguments people used in 1938. Hear more on the Hollywood in Toto podcast, The Right Take on Entertainment. Find it on iTunes or your favorite audio platform.